Looking for a home loan? There's only one name you need to know, Teresa Springer of Movement Mortgage. Teresa brings decades of experience in lending, so she and her dedicated team will get you the right loan for your specific needs and probably save you a bundle of time and money in the process. How do I know? She's been my mortgage maven for years. So no matter where you live, if you're looking for a home loan, call Teresa Springer and the Mavens at Movement Mortgage at 360-798-4161. Or get the ball rolling by going to TeresaSpringer.com forward slash you don't say and clicking on the yellow get started button. Again, that number is 360-798-4161. 4161 and the website is teresaspringer.com forward slash you don't say. Phonetically, that's there's a springer.com forward slash you don't say. Teresa Springer, NMLS 70667. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity. NMLS ID 39179. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Movement Mortgage LLC is licensed by California Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, number 4131054, Oregon ML 5081, Washington CL-39179. Interest rates and products are subject to change without notice and may or may not be available at the time of the loan commitment or lock-in. Borrowers must qualify for all benefits. Movement Mortgage is a registered trademark of the Movement Mortgage LLC, a Delaware limited liability company. Phew! Drew Zagorski here. You know what? I love my dog. I've loved every dog I've ever owned, even the one that went sideways on me. And you know what? That didn't have to happen. I adopted him from what was presented as a legit rescue. It wasn't, and shame on me for not digging deeper before moving forward with the adoption. If you're a dog lover like me and are looking to adopt or foster from a fully vetted placement organization with actual vets on the team, no pun intended, and you live in the Pacific Northwest, you need to know about Must Love Dogs Northwest. Must Love Dogs is a 501c3 nonprofit, all-volunteer organization dedicated to ending pet homelessness. They work to rehome dogs that are abused, neglected, and homeless or about to be homeless and those in shelter settings. Must Love Dogs offers spay-neuter services, microchip assistance, training in lieu of surrender, and provides compassion grants for those in need. Must Love Dogs is run by volunteers who dedicate their time and love to their four-legged friends. So, if it's time to bring a new dog into your heart and home as a full-time family member or foster a homeless pup, whether it's the first time you're doing it or you're growing your pack, or if you want to donate or support a fundraising event or volunteer, give Must Love Dogs a call at 844-364-7690. Again, that's 844-364-7690, or visit them online at mustlovedogsnw.org. Again, that website, mustlovedogsnw.org. So here's the story. A couple weeks back, if you've been listening to episodes of my podcast, I posted a podcast called We Hold These Truths, An Honest Conversation on Racism. With all that's been going on in our country from the political divide, ugliness in our politics, and in our racial relations, it caused me to do a lot of thinking about this week's holiday, Independence Day. Now, growing up as a kid, I was always into the 4th of July thing and really a flag-waving, patriotic kid and always loved my country, 
um, as I began my awareness of what was going on in my world, which was around the Nixon years, um, I took a pretty deep interest in politics and history, and it's always been something that I've been really passionate about. Recently, on one of the radio shows that I listened to, the host posed the question, are you proud to be an American? That question also gave me pause, and it really made me think about where I'm at on the country that I was born and raised in, and that, honestly, I do love. I do honestly love this country. But I thought to myself, am I proud to be an American today? And honestly, I have to say, not so much. I'm thankful that I'm an American, and I believe that of all the countries and forms of government out there, that while it's not really apparent today, ours is one of the best. That said, it's not a perfect country, and honestly, it never has been. But from the very founding of the country, things happened, things moved, people did things, events took place, and we've always been moving forward. Honestly, as a student of history, I look back and where we were obviously 250 plus years ago to today, um, we've come a long way. There's a lot that's been done right and a whole lot, obviously, as we can see in our streets that's been done wrong. As we come up on the 4th of July this year, I'm pretty saddened at what I see on our streets and in our politics and in our discourse. Um, it's, it's just a really ugly picture of our country. So as I started to consider all of the history that I've read over my 55 years, I come back to the Declaration of Independence, and I think that document is as relevant and powerful today as it was back then as we look at it in the context of what's happening today. So I'd like you to just hang with me as I read through the Declaration. Listen to the words, process them, think about how they apply to what we're going through today, and what can we do? What can we do as citizens to make real changes happen, to expose the ugly underside of our country with the goal of changing it. Anyway, here's the declaration. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate 
that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having a direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To provide this, let the facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused to assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all dangers of invasion from without and convolutions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of land. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without consent of our legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation, for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us, in many cases, of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, 
for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule to these colonies. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. For suspending our legislatures and declaring themselves invested with the power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated his government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coast, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our citizens, taken captive on the high seas, to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war and peace friends. We, therefore, representatives of the United States of America and General Congress, assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. So there it is, the Declaration of Independence in whole. As you think about this, think about those words and ask yourself honestly, do we see any of these grievances 
any of these issues in our society today. So yes, there are a lot of similarities as to what we're seeing happening today in our country. And let me also say this based on my reading of history. I've long held the opinion and have had debates with friends about this, that I think our presidency has evolved more to a monarchy, more to an absolute ruler than at any other time in history. And this didn't happen overnight. Actually, this probably began happening right with George Washington. Our legislative bodies have ceded over time more and more power and authority, and we voters allowed that to happen by re-electing these people time and time again. And through our apathy on election day, oh, my vote doesn't matter, it's just one vote, or I don't like any of these candidates, therefore I'm not going to vote for anybody. That's not the answer. Living in a federal republic, otherwise called a democracy by some people, and that's semantics, I suppose, but in a federal republic, citizenship is a full-time job, a full-contact sport. So celebrate this holiday. But as we come in on our election, engage yourself. Listen to what's going on. Open your eyes. Look outside your silo. Read articles and information that might make you uncomfortable and that you might disagree with. And seek people out who you can talk to about it who hold those opinions so you can at least understand where they're coming from. This will inform you in a way that can help you make decisions when it comes to voting, when it becomes time to get involved in our communities and in our politics that will only benefit us in the long run and hopefully help us to create the country that I think was intended by the founding fathers. So think about this declaration and if if you can, pick up a copy of the Constitution and read it. It's not that long of a document. Um, there's a lot of online resources to help you interpret what it says and get engaged. Listen to your neighbors, even though you may disagree with them. If, if you're for one party or another and you see the other party sign in the front lawn of your neighbor, go over there and talk to them. Ask them, why are you supporting that person? Not in an ugly way, but in a way that can help you maybe understand. Um, they may be wondering why you have the sign in your yard. Talk. Because that's what's going to get us to the next step of bringing our country closer to the truths that we do hold so self-evident. I'm Drew Zagorski. This is You Don't Say. Peace. Thanks for listening in. To listen to more episodes, visit us online at youdontsay.net or wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Deezer, and many, many more. If you have a story to tell, if you know somebody who does, or if you just have a few ideas on topics you'd like to hear conversations about, shoot us an email to info at youdontsay.net. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode.